to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on June 7th, 1940, and this is Sea Serpent. upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. But a true state of the law, in reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk but stronger than steel. Today's episode of The Blue Beetle is entitled The Sea Serpent. Rumors have reached the city that a sea serpent has been ravaging the nearby coast. Already, several bodies have been washed ashore. Each of them has borne the mark of a serpent's fangs. What is behind these rumors? Are they true? Is there really a sea serpent ravaging the coast? Or is there a definite plan on foot to frighten people away from the shore resort? As our story opens, Dr. Franz is listening to the radio while dusting the shelves of his little apothecary shop and awaiting the usual morning call of his young friend, Patrolman Dan Garrett, who in secret is really the Blue Beetle. Morning, Doc. Oh, hello. Hello, Danny. Hey, what's that, a radio? Don't tell me you're going to modernize this quaint little shop of yours. No, it's not that bad. I just thought I'd like to have a little music once in a while. The customers also like to get the baseball scores and the news. Fine. Well, what are you and Mike Manigan doing these days? Any special assignment? No. No, it's been a little quiet since we chased those racketeers out of Chinatown. Well, what do you think about this sea serpent scare? I don't really know what to think. Are there such things as sea serpents, Doc? Well, the term sea serpent has been associated with huge dragon-like creatures we read about. As a matter of fact, a serpent can be any size. According to reports, the bodies of these bathers who were bitten showed signs of having been poisoned. That's strange. We interrupt our regular program to bring you a special news bulletin. Breaker City. 
The body of another bather was brought ashore by lifeguards this afternoon. The bather, a man about 50, showed signs of distress while swimming about 300 feet offshore. His cries for help were immediately answered by lifeguards who rushed to his rescue. However, when brought to shore, he failed to respond to efforts at restoration and died on his way to the hospital. Doctors who examined the man reported finding marks upon the man's leg resembling snake bites. They contend that the man did not drown, but died from the effects of poison. Late news dispatches will be given over this station as the sea. We continue now with our regularly scheduled program. Yes, in fact, I'd say the whole thing looks very fishy to me, if you'll excuse the pun. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, our territory doesn't extend beyond the city limits, but I'm going to ask the commissioner, to that officer Manigan and me, take a run down to Breaker City and see what we can uncover. That's a good idea, Danny. The sea air will do you good. If I go, I'll drop in the sea when I get back. Are you wearing the poison detector ring I gave you, Danny? Wouldn't be without it. You may find it useful on this case. Remember... The stone turns from green to yellow in the presence of poison. I know. Well, so long, Doc. If I catch a sea serpent, I'll stuff him and bring him back to you. Driving through these pine woods. Yes, and the rain doesn't make driving any easier. You know, it, it seems kind of strange to be walking on a case in cities. They don't feel right somehow. I guess I missed the feel of the police captain shine at me police badge. <laughs> you still look like a cop, Manigan. Do I, Danny? Yeah. Nobody'd ever mistake you for anything but an honest to goodness cop. Well, then that's what I am, I am. And I'm proud of it. Hey, say, there's a light ahead. Oh, that must be the lake house. Maybe they can put us up for the night. We can drive over to Breaker's City in the morning. Yeah, that's a swell idea. I'll pull in and you run in and see if they can take care of us. Hey. Good evening. Kind of wet outside, isn't it? Yes. Well, what is the duck? Uh, traveling far? My friend and I are on our way to Breaker's City. We saw your lights and decided to stop off for the night. Uh, are you the clerk? I'm the owner. <laughs> Own several hotels around the lake here. Oh, I, I beg your pardon. Got any accommodations? Sorry, but we're all filled up. Mm, business must be good. Or is the rain forced the tourists inside? Yeah, it isn't the rain. We're having the best season we ever had. Is that so? I thought the summer resorts were complaining about poor business. Not here at Pine Manor Lake. Well, I... I guess we'll have to keep going. It isn't far to break your city. You'll find plenty of accommodation there. Well, if you're filled up, they'll be too. Well, I hardly think so. They're not doing so well this season. This sea serpent scare seems to be keeping people away from the seashore. But one man's misfortune is another man's gain. We seem to be getting the business that usually goes to the seashore. Is that so? Well, that's very interesting. Tonight, I'm more anxious than ever to get to Breaker's City. Say, Danny, <laughs> this 
Suppose you and Miss Mason come with me. I, I want you to meet Professor Meredith. He's an authority on fish and such things, and uh, he's in charge here. I'd like to meet him. All right, boys. You can begin hauling in the net. Oh, Professor Meredith. Oh, good morning, Mr. Downs. Uh, good morning. I'd like to have you meet Miss Mason of the Chronicle, Mr. Garrett of the York City Police. Oh, I'm happy to meet you both. Thank you. Uh, by the way, who's that man standing over there? The one with the dark hair. Oh, that's Fred Nash, one of the lifeguards. Yeah, and he's the man. Yes, I thought I'd seen him before. I beg pardon. Uh, oh, I was just telling Miss Mason uh, how long it'll be before you pull up the net. Oh, they're pulling them up now. In just a moment, we'll discover if our hall contains the sea serpent. All right, men. Bring the net over to Pierre. And keep your sides up. We don't want to lose any faith. Okay. Yeah, that's got it. How roll it? Well, that's quite a haul. Plenty of variety, Professor. Aren't those sharks there? Yes, small ones. There's several skates, weak fish, and camelbacks. There's one there that looks like a balloon. Oh, that's a blowfish. Well, there's a sea serpent. Oh, near, near, Miss Mason. Quite a big one. Well, I guess we'll have to try again. What's the use, Meredith? You won't find anything. We might as well admit we're licked and close up. I give a lot to know just what's out there. Well, I'm going to find out if it's still there. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to find out if these waters are safe to be in. Mr. Down, you're not thinking... Yes, I am. I'm going into that water. If the sea serpent is there and wants human flesh, he can have mine. That's madness. What have I got to lose? I have no family. Everything I have is invested in this beach. If I can bathe here, so can everybody else. I'm going to get it over with. Captain, he's gone crazy with water. Here, you lifeguard. Grab him. Oh, there he goes, right off the pier. I'm going after him. No, Dan. Those are the lifeguards. They'll get him. Keep your eyes on them, everybody. I'm going in, too. No, Danny, no. Let's me, Jones. I'm going out in that rowboat under the pier. Look, Mr. Downs is swimming away from the car. He's a strong swimmer. Whatever made him do it? This thing has played on his mind for a long time. Look, one of the guards is calling for help. One of you men run for a doctor. I'll inform the lifeguard station for a full morning. Look, Mr. Downs has grabbed the lifeguard and... Something's happened to Downs. He's let go of the lifeguard and it's sinking. Hurry, get to the boat. Oh, the feather's got Mr. Downs. He's got him. I know it, I know it. What is this slimy thing that lurks in the waters off Breaker City? Is it a sea serpent or a poisonous fish? Will Danny solve this mystery? Or will the blue beetle have to go into action? At the Breaker City Hospital, Dan Garrett and Joan Mason are waiting outside one of the private rooms for Professor Meredith. How is he, Professor? Mr. Downs is dead. Dead? Yes. Well, didn't the cold motor help him? Mr. Downs didn't die from the effects of submersion. He then... died from the effect of a poisonous bite. Then you think there were two punctures on Mr. Downs' leg? Like those left by the fangs of a fairly large serpent. No one saw anything in the water. Strange how the effect of that serpent's bite is exactly like the bite of a cobra. The reactions are identical. Could it be a water moccasin? You don't find water moccasins in the ocean. 
And bear venom doesn't work in the same way. It works on the blood. Cobra venom works on the nerve center. Paralyzes the muscles. Controlling the act of breathing. Could it, could it be a fish? I hardly think so. No. The punctures were more like those of a fairly large snake. There aren't any cobras that live in the water, are there? The nearest thing I can think of is a serpent which is found in the tropical waters of the Pacific Ocean. But it's never been found in these waters. Hmm. Well, I've found out what I want to know. What are you going to do now? I'm going back to the city to check with my friend, Doc friends. may be able to help on this case. When are you coming back? I'm not sure. Well, I think I'll stay a while and see what else I can pick up in this case for my newspaper. Okay, but keep away from those two lifeguards. They're bad medicine. suspect the two lifeguards of being implicated in these deaths. Yes, I do. I'm convinced of it. What makes you so sure? Well, all the time I was rowing the boat with the two lifeguards and Mr. Downs back to shore, the stone in the poison detector ring was bright yellow. That's the poison in Mr. Downs' body. No. You see, after they took him away, the stone was still yellow. What about the man who tried to abduct Miss Mason and shot Manigan? He resembled one of the guards. He was one of the lifeguards, but I didn't let on. I recognized him. I didn't want to spoil my chances of getting enough evidence to convict him in this larger case by showing my hand in the case of simple assault. Mm, very wise, very wise. Well, what are you going to do now? Put on my blue beetle armor and mask and... Uh, I'll answer it. Hello? Patrolman Dan Garrett? Yes. Yes, he's here. It's for you, Danny. Long distance. Long distance. <laughs> Probably Joan Mason. Hello? Oh, hello, Professor Meredith. What? Joan Mason has disappeared, but she hasn't checked out of the hotel? Well, I can't get down there myself, but I'll see that several of our best men are sent down right away. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. What's the trouble, Danny? It looks as if someone had kidnapped Joan Mason. Help me with my Blue Beetle costume, will you, Doc? Why, certainly, Danny, certainly. Uh, where are you going? I'm driving down to Breaker City. But you just told Professor Meredith you weren't coming That's down. That's right. Dan Garrett isn't. But the Blue Beetle is... Certainly pleasanter driving down in the moonlight than it was in the rain. Oh, there's somebody walking ahead of me in the road. He's got a long stick and a flashlight. Probably been fishing by moonlight. Want a lift? Oh, thanks, mister. Gee, <sighs> you're going to a masquerade in that costume? Uh, uh yes. That's uh, the Blue Beetle. Say, I've heard of the Blue Beetle. You have, huh? What do people say about him? Well, they say he's a crusader against crime and that he's invulnerable. Probably the truth. See, that's swell. Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm taking a ride in the moonlight. Were you going fishing in the moonlight? No, I'm going home. Oh. 
I thought that was a fishing rod you had there. No, that's for catching snakes. Here, you, you see the fork stand on it? Oh, yes. Yes, I see it now. What do you do with the snakes? Sell them. Sell them? Mm-hmm. To whom? Oh, a couple of fellas back there in the woods. What do they do with them? Eat them? Eat them? Oh, folks don't eat rattlesnakes. You mean to say you catch rattlesnakes alive and sell them? Sure. Dead rattlers ain't no good to them, folks. Hmm. Say, if I gave you a dollar, you think you could lead me to the place where these fellows you mentioned live? Well, sure I can. But you don't have to pay me a dollar, mister. I'll take you there for nothing. Okay, son. But you'll get the dollar just the same. I'll turn around at the next crossroad. We'll pay a moonlight visit to your rattlesnake buyers. It's very unfortunate for you that you got as far as you did with your investigation. I'm sure your newspaper will miss your valuable services. What are you going to do with me? Make sure you won't disclose the information you have to anyone. You can't get away with this. Oh, you are in error, Miss Mason. We have gotten away with it in the past. We will again. The vacation business has been detoured to Pine Manor Lake. It will still follow that detour after your body is found floating in the ocean, a victim of a poisonous sea serpent. You wouldn't dare. Wouldn't dare? Fred, Joe, suppose we leave Miss Mason with the Rajah there for a while while we step outside. Her education has been neglected. She has never met a six-foot cobra. No! You can't do that! You can't! Raise the lid of his cage and let him... The blue beetle! Yes, the blue beetle! He's going to nip harder than your cobra can strike. Open the cage, Joe. Then dive out the window. I've got the blue beetle covered with this gun. Save your bullets. You can't injure the blue beetle. Is that so, wise guy? Well, how do you like this? Let that be a lesson to you. Never telegraph your punches. Back up, you blue beetle. Oh, no, you don't. Well, how do you like this blue beetle? A rattlesnake around your neck. (laughs) You're a fool. No snake can bite through this chain armor. Here, I give it back to you. Ah, take it off, take it off. He'll kill me, he'll kill me. Uh, you're yellow in your corner, you murderous crook. Look out, Blue Beetle. Don't tear the King Cobra's cage. Get me out of here. Take it off. Get me out of here. I'll paralyze him with my magic ray. There, that'll hold him for a while. Now for the one around your neck, Flavit. I should have let you die the agonizing death some of your victims have died. <laughs> I'm bitten. I'm poisoned. I'm going to die. By poison, Slavitt. The law will take care of you in the proper manner. Here, Miss Mason. Give me a hand. We'll handcuff these lifeguards to the snake's cages. They're still unconscious. Now, put these snakes back in their cages. There. 
certainly have a powerful punch, Blue Beetle. I need that power. Now, Mr. Slavitt, we'll take care of you. Keep them away from me. Keep the snakes away from me. Here, get in this room here. What are you going to do with me? Don't let them at me. Don't let them at me. Here, get up on this chair and climb up onto those rafters. Oh, I can't. Now, I'll just pull the King Cobra's box over here under you and open the lid. Then we'll shut the door and let the cobra guard you till the police arrive. I don't think you'll try to escape. Come on, Miss Mason. I'll drop you off at your hotel. You can phone a front-page scoop to your paper. And the heading will be Sea Serpent Hope Exposed. Murderous racket smashed by the Blue Beetle. <laughs> Danny, uh, how did the lifeguards operate? They couldn't take the cobra into the water with them. No, they they extracted the poison from his poison sacks. Used it in two hypodermic needles taped together. The hypodermic syringes were small and easily concealed in the palm of their hand. But when did they inject the poison into their victims? As they rescued them. If some poor devil was taken with a cramp and called for help, the lifeguards would swim off or roll out to him. Then when they got to him, they'd put their twin needles in him and give him a shot of poison. Those points made a double incision. Then they'd bring him into shore to die a painful death from cobra venom. Well, what were the rattlesnakes used for? To feed the cobras. Professor Meredith told me that. Oh, I see. Well, how do you account for the stories of people actually seeing the sea serpent? Oh, they let their imaginations run riot after the lifeguard started the serpent story. Mm, I see. And you got your first clue from the poison detector ring I gave you? Yes, Doc. It was your gift to me that really saved the businessmen of Breaker City from ruination. Well, you did a good job, Danny. Yes, but I'm glad it's over. I never liked snakes. I'll fight them whether they crawl on their bellies or walk on two feet. And so another fiendish racket was smashed by the Blue Beetle. What will Dan Garrett's next assignment be? Where will the Blue Beetle strike next in his crusade against the underworld? These questions will be answered in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. Copyrighted Fox feature appearing in Mystery Men Comics magazine on sale at your newsstand. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. 
Yeah, I'm not a fan of snakes myself. I find them fascinating, but I kind of don't trust anything that moves that quickly on land without legs. Nah, just not my thing. And unfortunately, I'm, I live in a part of the world where poisonous snakes are not abundant. We have timber rattlers, copperheads, and moccasins, and the latter two are non-native species. And the timbers are uh, listed as endangered. We have a total of 11 species of snakes, and most of them are harmless. And as for those that keep venomous snakes like cobras who eat other snakes, many don't live feed their cobras. So if he gave them rattlers that were dead, not a big deal. Often, they are thawed-out frozen snakes that are fed. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>